And greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Commentary Podcast for Dixie Stenberg, episode 31. I am your host, Seth Adamsher, and with me is that darn writer dude, Jeffrey Salo. Hello, that darn writer dude. That's awesome. That's, that's going to be my new title from now on, that darn writer dude. I'll stick with Mr. Blood, thank you. Or Mr. Bat. I like either. You know, this episode... Yes, sir. Might as well have been called, like, all the answers everyone's been bugging me for for about eight months. Well, not all of them. Okay, most of them. Most of them. A good, a good amount of them. It's nice that, you know, they could, you know, pile up so you'd have an entire episode to answer everything. Man, the emails I got, like, when the season started, and everyone's like, what's going on? I'm like, we'll find out. And they're like, no, tell me. I'm like, no. You'll yeah, I think I, I think I saw some of those. <laughs> I think some of them may have been mine. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Oh, the ladies of the Rue. They're so more and more in love with them. They're so LaRue-y. New word. I coined it. Thank you. The end. <laughs> yes, I'm starting to fall in love with him all over again. Especially Daisy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if um, who it was who had affected a a slight, almost um, not not really southern, but a, 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 a higher class type of accent to their yeah. to their voice. I think that's Megan as as Buttercup. I think so. I really like it. Well, she's very princessy, you know. Hence her name in my lame nods to Princess Bride, you know. <gasps> Is that what that was? I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I'm just stating the obvious now. Mm. Not exactly it was exactly hidden or hard to pick up on. Or like the other one that's in this episode, the line nod to the uh, movie. Which you do well. It was placed well, so it works. Well, I'm glad. I believe the sound of the truck going through um, is the same sound as the truck used when Nebby and, and Scar were looking for the beast. We're tracking the beast. Exact same sound, different setting. Thank you. <laughs> almost exactly. Almost. They, exactly. they just both have the same Mexican trucks. That's all. Yeah, that, that works. Okay, thank you. Um, this was this was a good uh, uh, scene um, uh, for me in a lot of ways. First of all, because it didn't have that many sound effects cues. Yeah, <laughs> um, which was nice—a nice change. But it also allowed me to concentrate more on the characters' performances, on the performances of, of Renee and, and Pete, mm-hmm. which I think is is really, 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 really good. They yes, really, they both did really a fantastic job. job. And may I say, I was thrilled to be able to have uh, Dixie slamming him up against something again. It had been a long time, so... You enjoy slamming people up things, don't you? Especially especially him. Yeah, it seems to especially be Freudenberg most of the time. I think she might have done it to Billingsley once or twice, back when they didn't know he was the... Uh, oh, yeah. The, especially yeah. up on, on Frank's desk. Yeah. Um, well, though, I don't... That sounds kinky, Seth. Well, she did. Up on Frank, uh, after she had found that, that oh, the pen, right, right, the, right, the little right. uh, okay, cute yeah. flip pen. When which you're saying that she slammed him on Frank's desk. Slammed you know, him up onto the desk. <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking to it. 
watch your we were burning there. Zach. As for the other thing, well, you know, I don't know how much their relationship was going when you know the whole split happened. So you'll have to ask them. Sadly, that doesn't. Yeah. I remember the last thing you didn't want to talk about. What are you getting at? And this, of course, is referencing way back to the first time they went to the uh, the Belly Deep when Withersby. That was Withersby's first appearance in that episode. Yes. I think it, that mm-hmm. was like it was like the end of season one, wasn't it? I think. It was but near the, the end of season one, or somewhere in there. It was uh, just after they had made a one of their huge big victories. Um, right after Thomas had been lost, or or had been well, had been shot 12, down. With the um, castle, they had the, uh, the episode on the ship coming back and at Corgi's mm-hmm. place, and that was the last, maybe it was the first episode of season two. I'm not sure now. Hmm. Well, anyway, it's been a while. No, there, there was um, the, the first episode of season three had a visit to the Belly Deep, but the one right, but before that was the it visit, was so. near the end of season one, but not at the end of season one. Oh, Because okay. it was still, Emily was still, was still uh, Dixie at that point. Oh, okay. okay. If my memory serves me correctly. Right, that must have come before... Episode twelve. Right, that was so, just before their their whole leading off of you know going off and and attacking the castle. Right. So yeah. Okay. So we're talking like it's been like a year and a half or so in episode times before they've mentioned this. So I hope you folks remember. I tried to throw in some cues to what they were talking about. If so not, being the like, remember exactly when this happened when we talked about you know I didn't want to be too blatant about it. But but if not, then you know the episodes are right there on the website www.pendantaudio.com/slash/dixie.php. Oh, you mean people could go listen to those old episodes? Amazing. Gee, you think really? They could get some more old timey action on. Ah, uh, the captain of Radio Radio. Where did that come from? There was a old-time radio commercial, as with all of these, uh, mm-hmm. for Admiral Radios. For Admiral Radio. <laughs> so I changed it to captain, and then I was like, well, you can't just have a captain. I thought it would be the captain of radio. Right. And then I thought, well, but it's the captain of radio. That sounds like a person, but it's actually an actual radio called the captain of radio. And that, to me, was very funny. So it's the captain of radio. Radio. <laughs> Well done, so, sir. Well done. I find it funny. It gives me great lines of dialogue like that one. And what else would a fine, upstanding person like myself supposed to think? Yeah, one of the lines in here that I took directly from the commercial was um, the reference to farm sets. Farm sets? Yeah, I don't know what that was. They're talking about the different kinds of radios they have, including farm sets. I don't know what the hell a farm set radio is, but... But is this a set you buy for the farm? Or, I'm or guessing. Maybe, but why would a, a, I don't know. a farm radio be different than a regular? I, I don't know. Because, you know, you're not on a farm, so you buy a regular one? I, I, I'm just but guessing. Those other things, too. Um, slide Away and uh, what, whatever oh, yes. the other thing was. I don't remember, but those are out of the commercial, too. And freedom is American. The original commercial, I mean. It slides away. I love that part. Because it's... Well, that was... Yeah, because it slides away. That was my doing, but... You know, I always try to make them a little goofier than they start off. Not that they're not, you know, goofy as is. Right. Oh, my Lord. I don't know uh, if it came through, but I tried to affect a Dean-esque reading for it that It sounded one. a little Dean-esque, actually. It did, it did. Yeah, I wonder why. Though I can't get the tone that, that, that obviously, that he does. That makes loading and unloading a record so easy. It slides away. 
and you'll find... I thought of adding a sound effect there, but I thought it actually worked better without just just the sound. Just the dialogue. Oh, the automatic record changer. Right, right. that's the other, the other feature. How long have record players have have had the automatic slide? The automatic I don't know, but apparently, well, I don't know when exactly the commercial I based this on came out of. Right. So I'm. That's I think it was from the 40s somewhere in there, but I'm, it could have been 50s. But they still radio dramas were still going a little, you know, like mm-hmm. through the mid 50s. So I'm not sure right. exactly when that one was from. Form sets. There we go. Don't question him. Ah, back when radios were like solid-state entertainment media pieces the size of your television set. Yep. Oh, this. <laughs> this was in the in the in the commercial too. Alternating current, direct current, and batteries. And I just thought, I'm like, but wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. So I had to make fun of that in the script. And I love how how Kristen did the triplets there. She actually, of course, sent me uh, a few versions of of each character doing like the first line, then the second, then the third. Uh-huh. So I get to pick and choose um, which one oh, I wanted in that one. Right. But that one just was like screams, you know, that one in 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 her voice more. Not with that baritone. That one, you know, it, it, I don't know if she can go that low. Yeah. The captain of radio is America's smart set. You can get a very good idea of what the There was almost a tongue twister. Smart set. Smart set. That's not much of a tongue twister. Well, for me, who used to have a bit of a lisp, it came out a little bit heavy, so I had to redo it a few times, and then my tongue got a little taped, and it was horrible, and I don't want to talk about it. Doing those screams were fun. That little girly scream that the commercial announcer has there, which I believe I put in the script as girly scream. Yes. We need more of those. <laughs> Everyone no- needs more girly screams. And this, sir. Yes? You tease. <laughs> you tease, sir. Uh, I thought, and I, thought I, mean, I was Wouldn't it be funny now if it came back and then no one got to hear the big revelations? So you know, like, if then you people would kill me, so that's why, you know. Oh, I would have loved it. I would have done it with joy and glee just to see how many, you know, bad messages we would get and death threats and, you know, knife fights and, um, yeah, that. And well, it also would have hampered, you know, storytelling ability and character development and actually not have that in the script. So, oh, well, yeah, if you, you want know. to go there, yeah, I guess. But, dude, it would have been such a tease moment. But yeah, that's the last time uh, Francie was mentioned, was way back in that first Belly Deep episode, way back in season one then, so yes. this is uh, going back quite a ways here. So That was still Hopefully when, when Shannon Gaffney was, was Frank McGuff, yes. back then too. Yes. Um, about half the cast was different back then, I think. Half the show was different back then. Don't go being all gentlemanly. Yeah, Renee did an awesome job with these reads. Uh, not that Pete didn't either, but she, you know, had a, a, a bulk more uh, of them to do, emotion-wise, for a good piece of this. And she just, she stepped up to the plate and knocked it out of the park. You know, baseball season coming up. Yeah, she's got um, a couple of longer lines in here, too, where she's, you know, explaining the things that happened. And she did a really, really good job with them. I was very, very, very... 
very impressed. Thanks, dicks. It's true, I tell ya. Most guys ain't that interested in a girl who would rather put an engine together than wear a fancy dress. Now, I don't know a lot of people who aren't interested in a girl like that. But okay. That's just me. Uh, I should mention that line was um, at the suggestion of our new editor, Marley Norton. Oh, really? Um, originally, you know, when Dixie said that guys were more interested in girls, you know, with fancy dresses than putting engines together. Mm -hmm. And I had Freudenberg saying something like, I don't see why it makes a difference, or, you know, you could do either. And Marley was like, I think Freudenberg would be the kind of guy who would like to see a girl repairing an engine in a fancy dress. And I thought that was hilarious, so I put that in. So and thank I believe, you very much, Marley. <laughs> yes, thank you, Marley. And I believe Pete added to that with the uh, uh, extra. <laughs> yeah. I believe that was Pete. So you went along with it. Yeah, Sob so stories. Look, there's this camping trip, right? Totally yeah, afraid. but this is, I think, the first episode uh, where you really learn a lot about why Dixie is the way she is. You can kind of understand, like, where she's coming from and why she, you know, is so abrasive to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Or at least one of the causes, if not the cause. Well, right, right. right. Um, but it certainly affected her to a great degree. Unfortunately. Yeah, who is he going to tell? Just, you know, everybody else in the battalion. But nobody else, really. He would never do that. Come on, this episode, I think, has a lot of good uh, character moments for Freudenberg, too. He comes off, uh, you get to see a lot of his, you know... That's true. Um, what sword I'm looking for? I don't want to use nobility. It sounds a little cliche, but to Honor. me, Freudenberg is a very... His, yeah, he's a very morality. honorable guy. His morality. Yeah. His ethical stance. And more backstory on, you know, and actually finally the answer to what happened. Yes, with him and Lily. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> How long have we been waiting for that? Just since the beginning of the season. Oh, that's all. Just like since last year. Oh, it was like five or six episodes ago. Come on. Besides, this will be, um, it's not just, I mean, never going to be mentioned again. It's going to be a, a plot point for the rest of the season. I was about to ask. So, Well, you should know. You've seen almost all the scripts for the rest of the season now. Not all of them. Most of them. But not Most all. of them. Yeah. yeah, but they don't know that. <laughs> they well, that's why I'm saying. The side of the this wall. will keep coming up. It will get more, you know, developed, more eventually some sort of resolution. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. If not, it can just be one of those myriad questions that never get... No, no, no. <clears throat> no, it won't be one of those. Okay. And she wanted him to like her so desperately and so worried about what everyone else thought of her and she joined in. That was just cruel. How could people be so cruel? Yeah, people are cruel. It's pretty sad. But it makes for good drama. Yay for good drama. <laughs> In audio. Yeah. I don't mean real life. I meant audio. Yeah. Right, right. Keeping the drama to a minimum in real life is always advisable. I'm drama free. <clears throat> Waits for the inevitable. No drama? Good. Okay. Albuquerque. Had to go with Albuquerque. Is there a better city name in this country? I don't think so. Huh? It's got comedy built right in. 
it's good for that. I don't know if I use the exact same background sound throughout this entire thing, but it may sound a bit repetitive. I didn't notice it uh, repeating at all, so... Okay. If you did, you, you varied it up at least enough that it wasn't it wasn't noticeable. Well, yeah, I've been I've been trying to look for more uh, of the forestry background noise because I only have a few um, at the moment or at the moment that I I mixed this episode. So I, I tried to to kind of off time it in certain ways so that it would sound like so it would sound natural and keep going instead of just like the same like twenty thirty seconds over and over. Repeated. Right when you can finally start picking out patterns of things repeating and that's always distracting. Right. And that's what I, I that's what a lot of, of work goes into for me is making sure that the background doesn't have anything that would sound like oh he's repeating like those old cell animation. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like clutch cargo. Don't want it to be like clutch cargo. But yes, if you'll notice here now, uh uh Freudenberg, the whole mess with him and Lily was his fault and he screwed up and he knows it and he's admitted it so I don't think you'll find many perfect characters in most of the shows I write. Except Volker. He's perfect in every single way. <laughs> well, he thinks so. Just ask him. Well, I think so. Probably because I've asked him. Miss Dixie, we are alone in the strict non-disclosure. He said not noticing the recording device in the, the back the boom of the mic truck. Over his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A stuffy Brit. Stuffy Brit. I didn't think he was that stuffy anymore, but he used to be. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, there I am again. You know, when I was writing this, I wasn't sure um, initially who was going to be going with Dixie on the trip. And when I was thinking about it and trying to work that out, uh, I settled on that it had to be Freudenberg because uh, between him and Frank, he's known her, I mean, besides everybody except Frank, he's known her the longest. And uh, the fact that Thomas is like a focal point of a problem for each of them, it just seemed, it was like, you know... Kismet. They had it had to be those two because they shared the same basic problem with different details, but you know the right. same issue. Right. The only other person who I could technically see going with her would be Lily because it was Thomas that was that was right. shut down. But that would have made it a totally different scene, a different like a, a different type type of tension in the air. Well, right, and you'll get to see that that tension between Dixie and Lily in a in a future episode when they discuss. Yes. These situations, so. Yes. You I can look forward to that, Kevin. At least I think there's a portion of that in the most recent episode script that you sent out. Uh, 34, was, I think, yeah. Yes, which was um, highly, highly interesting. You did a very nice reading on this on this bit here, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I actually um, tried a, a few different ways. Um, both that and the when they rounded the curve, rounded the right. bend and saw the, the, the plane in the tree, I wasn't exactly sure how to read it, so I tried it a couple different ways. And then he hit on the, you know, slowly at first, and then, you know, um, varying in, in, in speed as they as they approach, and then when they find it, you know, kind of pick up the pace to make it sound more dramatic. Right. And in the original outline that I had for this season, too, where I kept telling you I didn't know exactly where it was going to end at 35 or 36, right. it was because of this episode, because... 
and the original. Oh, and I album. love the the way this this tune. I'm sorry, I had to. I'm sorry to interrupt. I had to use the tune because it had that wonderful sweeping opening. Yeah, when I first heard so, that, I cracked up because it was so hilarious, but perfect, but yeah. hilariously, it was hilariously perfect. So, but anyway, um, anyway. in the season, I wasn't sure if it was going to end with 35 or 36 because of this episode. Because in the original outline, right. I had. Um, you know, Dixie goes off with Freudenberg in search of Thomas. And that was like, that's like one sentence. And there was like four or five more sentences attributed to this episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that's not going to work. They have too much to talk. It, it took, this whole episode was mostly just Dixie and Freudenberg, you know, yeah. talking things out. So that's why I, but it's going to end at 35 anyway. So yeah, if this had the been the season finale, that would have been weird. That would have been a short season. Yeah. But... And there's mental defects. Yes, I was very surprised to find that out, by the way. Saccharin, is that old? I had no idea. It's that old. Yeah, and Wikipedia told me, and so Wikipedia told Billingsley. (laughs) And you just had to put Wikipedia in there, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was a lot funnier to use that. I was going to... I was like, how could he know this different... I was like, no, Wikipedia is just funnier. Yeah. Because it makes no sense. Why? How would he... Yeah. But it was perfect. Because it makes no sense. Sometimes perfection. Oh, and here I go trying to explain away Freudenberg who beats me up. <laughs> Which I had fun making the uh, the the sound effects for in stereo. I'm using a lot more effects in stereo now. Slowly, slowly moving it towards a more stereo feel. Make us do strange things. Oh, such as you don't want to know what I've done for a good rhubarb. I <laughs> loved how he put that. <laughs> what was that, that pause? That was him. That was Scotty. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, was, it was hilarious. It's, it was, you know, one taken among, I think, like six or seven takes. And it was like that one. You don't get to call her that it's just that little uh, <clears throat> nod. And then I got this wild idea, why not use, you know, fencing swords? Is that what those are? <laughs> yeah, it, it just sounded like something that 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 Cornelius would do instead of like I thought he would use his hand, you know, use fists, use his hands, but I thought a bit more you know loopy, uh, campy would be fencing. Uh, and so he gets his fencing in. You know, at first to me it sounded like 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 a stapler. I thought he was like shooting staples. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're actually um, sword fight. It's yeah. actually a sword fight. Well, once you said that, it became perfectly clear. I hope it didn't actually sound like staples. I'll have to go back and listen to that then. Stand by for another <laughs> another mixed draft just in case. No, 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 no. That's okay. It would work if it was staplers. That's funny too. Yeah, it, it, I guess, but. <laughs> Yeah. Swords was my intention. Intention. Welcome to the party. It's a regular box social. Box social. Box social. Ah, for those days. Sorry. I mentioned your name. My name. Yes, your name. <laughs> my name's Daisy. Right. Tracy Hall. And well. then just right on. You are right. <laughs> and so is she. You're both right. Doesn't that make you happy? Please tell me that makes you happy. What is that bent about making people happy? Hearn, as Rose that's that's Violet's thing. She just likes making people happy. She likes helping out and yes, and making people happy. Marley Norton as Iris LaRue. Yay, Marley Norton as Iris. Winning makes me happy. And that makes me happy. I could help her stop it. Ah, sisters. Yes, yeah, so there's a little 
<laughs> They're yeah. bickering back and forth. Just cracks me up. Yeah, that sounds like a family. Proof. There's the word for the week. Proof. 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 Have I missed something? Where are we? Why are the microphones here? Who are all these? And that part I loved. Catherine Pride as Geist. It's moments like this that remind me why I became a villain in the first place. Justin Dobby as Volker. For the first time in a while, uh, not echoey. Yes, so she was very runny there. And then, <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> yeah, I love that from her. Thank you, thank you, Kat. Jerry Crawford as the Dean. Hello, I One of these days I'll change those footsteps that he uses. One of these days. Then they won't sound like the Dean's feet. Mm. Maybe he'll get flip-flops. You never know. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. I should look into that flip-flops. Elaine Barrett as the robot. The Dean in flip-flops. The Dean in flip-flops. Once again, playing with the pitch on, on the rope torch. Even I shall admit that the commercials are missed in an effort so infinitesimally minute fashion. <laughs> and Jeffrey Bridges. That's the best you'll ever get out of Nebby. Oh, uh, I did as you asked. What do you want, a medal? I want you to take back what you said like you promised. Eh, I'll think about it. Oh, that is it. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, oh. And then we get to fight each other. Ah. <sighs> It's been a while since I had an action scene. Thank you. I mean, as not as not as the bat, just you know me. Yeah. It's the first actually fight I've had as me. Yeah. This also is the first time I've um, monkeyed with the um, final end uh, uh, copyright credit. Oh yeah. So I wrote that into the script. Yes. You worked that well. And I, I wasn't sure because I'd never done that before. I wasn't sure if it was a little too much, but it came off pretty hilarious. At least it cracked me up, so I was happy with it. I'm hoping it cracked you up. That's all that matters. Forget the audience. It's that you got you, you cracked up over it. That's right. That's Through all y'all. It's all about me. Yeah, well, who cares about them anyway? We do. Yeah, we we love you. Don't go away. Don't don't press stop. It's almost over anyway. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges. There he is. Yeah, this was fun. I wonder how many people will shut it off before it gets to this, because they're used to it just being the same thing at the end with nothing there. Well, hopefully they know by now, with all of the little extras that I put in at That's the end true. of every episode. That's true. You do should. put a lot of those down there. So. I hope. Stay till the end. Hint, hint. <laughs> wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Say no more. But if they don't, then, you know, we can tell like, them and laugh. Okay, this fight, I had to tell you, it sounds like there's a lot of slapping going on. That's because there is. Yeah, there is, there is a lot of slapping. There is also a few <laughs> punching, but the slaps make it more funny. By the way, the sounds after that, <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the rubble. The rubble was uh, a couple of things. It was the sound of a cardboard box being... Um, put on its side with, like, a, a contents upending onto the floor, like a cardboard box was knocked over. Um, fl um, also with um, somebody falling um, onto and over a table that then collapses. <laughs> and then I think a few, like, little bits of debris here and there. Um, so, yeah, three separate uh, sound effects to make one person falling over. But it was hilarious, so it was worth it. 
why. Thank you, sir. All right. I guess we're done for this month. We're done, but be back next month for episode 32. Yay. Closer to the third season finale. Mm. In there. Woo. All righty. See you later, folks. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>